All right, how you doing, people? I'm Dave Rubin. It's the Rubin Report Direct Message on February 17th, 2022. I realize we're starting about a minute and a half late, and I want everybody to calm down. We had some sort of technical issue, and we brought the team. We all sat down. We go, my God, there's something happening. And then we just, uh, we unplugged it and plugged it back in. And uh, here we are. So I think we're going to be okay. We are live streaming on Rumble YouTube and Blaze TV. If you have not subscribed yet on Rumble, do me a favor and do that because uh, I don't know if you've heard about this, but big tech is evil and the pipes that we are all communicating on will not remain for very long. It's very, very obvious. This is connected to what's going on in Canada, all of the free speech stuff that we've all talked about for years. And there just aren't safe places for free speech online uh, yet. We're working on it over at Locals and Rumble. Uh, so, so do me a favor and subscribe to our Rumble channel, rumble.com slash Ruben Report. And we have a big show for you today. Uh, we're gonna dive into some COVID stuff that is actually on the positive side of COVID. Of course, then we will have to show you something from Anthony Fauci, who's completely insane. And then crazy children demanding that they stay in masks forever. Uh, then the second story I wanna cover today is this huge story that sort of got got pushed aside, probably in a normal week, would have been the number one story. But in essence, that the Clinton campaign has basically been caught spying on the Trump campaign uh, from before Trump became president, and that they sort of set up the whole uh, Trump is colluding with Russia thing. And it's almost like they do the bad thing and then they say the other guy's doing the bad thing. Uh, so this is not really getting much mainstream coverage. I actually wanted to wait. You know, the story was breaking over the last couple of days from this Durham report. And, you know, with in light of everything that was going on with Canada, I was really kind of focused on that. But I also kind of wanted to wait and see, you know, give people a chance to analyze the report properly, see if it sort of had weight, if there was heft and some truth there. It sounds like there is. So I'm going to give it to you as straight as I can. And uh, what you do with that is up to you. And then finally, yeah, we're going to go back to Canada because Justin Trudeau, I mean, the guy is just doubling down. He has a chance. I don't even know if he has it anymore. He had a chance to just tie this thing up nicely and, and go home. He did not have to do this emergency powers thing. He did not have to threaten free citizens of Canada uh, with freezing their bank account and everything else that he's doing. They are now stopping peaceful protesters in Ottawa, police are out in Ottawa on the streets, handing out notices, warning people to get off the streets. This is not what is supposed to happen in a Western democracy, okay? Uh, this is the type of thing that if it was happening in say Egypt, uh, we'd be talking about invading them or we'd be making sure that the president uh, wouldn't be the president much longer. Sadly, uh, not getting much out of our administration about what's happening over there in Canada, uh, but we'll get to that too. Uh, before we do any of that, I wanna to talk to you guys about Chamonix, you know, red, inflamed, and blotchy, uneven skin tone can be a struggle for all of us. And what about fine lines, forehead wrinkles, and under eye puffiness? The only solution has been abrasive, irritating products with retinol until now. Thanks to Genucel's new Ultra Retinol Cream, see all the skin healing benefits of retinol and the hydrating effects of hy hyaluronic, hyaluronic, hyaluronic. How would you say that? Someone help me here. He gave me the hyaluronic, I think that's it, acid without harsh irritation. Hyaluronic, all right, that sounds like something. Uh, Genucel's retinol alternative cream uses clinical concentrations of a natural alternative to correct red inflamed skin 
visibly reduce wrinkles, and even out skin tone. Made for sensitive skin, it's effective hydration for all skin types, perfect for both men and women. Get Genucel's Ultra Retinol included with your order of their most popular package today at Genucel.com Dave. Save over 60% on Genucel favorites. Plus, enter my special code Dave for an extra discount at checkout. Visit the new Genucel.com to bundle your skincare favorites and get 10% off for as long as you love the results you'll see. Genucel.com. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L-E.com slash Dave. G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Dave. All orders upgraded to free priority shipping for a limited time. Genucel.com slash Dave. And now back to me. We may have to unplug me and plug me back in. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about COVID. And you know my policy on this. I'm really trying to focus on the good things related to COVID. When mask mandates go away, when uh, vaccine mandates go away, when people push back when we do things related to individual choice and such. Well, with that in mind, we've got a good story for you. Uh, So you all know that Glenn Youngkin is the new governor of Virginia. He ran on a sort of uh, anti-mandate promise, as well as the thing that really got him in was sort of getting CRT and wokeism out of the schools because they had all sorts of problems in Virginia and the ridiculous Democrat he ran against, uh, this Terry McAuliffe, was, was saying really crazy things like parents have no right to say what their kids are gonna be taught. I mean, just the, the usual nonsense. Well, Yunkin, there was a little bit of a fear like, oh, he's gonna get in there and then he just won't do anything. Well, he's actually doing some stuff. He just signed a bill making mask mandates illegal in Virginia, but don't take my word for it, take his. It is my distinct privilege and honor to be able to sign Senate Bill 739 into law in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Isn't that refreshing, like joy, people together standing outside applauding that they can make decisions for themselves? This isn't going to stop anyone from wearing a mask. If you would like to wear a mask, if you would like to send your child to school in a mask, if you're a teacher and you want to wear a mask, whatever it may be, you can wear a mask. But mandates the idea that the government, that one power to rule over all of us, that they will have the power to force you to do something That is now illegal in Virginia. This is a massive win for freedom in the United States. I thought it was an important story to talk about because when we get wins, we got to acknowledge it. We got to acknowledge it. And then we have to replicate that throughout the country. So this is a really, really beautiful moment. And then, of course, I thought, well, it's not always beautiful. There's some problems. And uh, we found this video yesterday because things things are not perfect, unfortunately. The, The damage that the mainstream media and Fauci and the CDC and the NIH, the damage that they have done to young people, not just in terms of what it's like to wear a mask all the time, but the psychological damage of making everyone afraid of everything, that, that none of this can go away till we have zero COVID, it is real. And when I saw this video, I was like, this can't be real, and yet it is. This is a group of students at the University of Nevada protesting that 
the mask mandate is being lifted there. They want more mask mandates. Yes, really, video. I like when she's saying reinstate, it's sort of like, re, you know, the internet meme, re, reinstate mask mandates. I mean, really, like, joking aside, this is like, this is pretty upsetting, actually, that they have done damage to these, those are 17, 18, 19 year old kids, damage to the point that they want to reinstate mandates so that they can keep the cloth that's on their faces, the very same cloth that now the CDC says, uh, you know, will not do anything. Uh, they want everyone to be in this stuff forever. These kids are un under virtually no threat from COVID. They can wear the masks if they want to wear the masks. They don't have to wear the mask if they don't want to, but that they would be out there marching for mandates is absolutely crazy. Uh, I do want to clarify one thing that the uh, order that uh, Youngkin signed is that it is illegal for schools, not absolutely everything. So, okay, it's not perfect, right? But step by step, and I think actually getting the mask mandates out of schools where kids are young, we know that the recovery rates are crazily high, that virtually no one's under threat, the teachers are all vaxxed, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's a great move. So it's like, we show you one thing that's great, one thing not so great. I mean, the damage to young people that they have done, they have done something that we just can't imagine the repercussions of this. Like what, when those kids, and they're kids, right, 18 year old, when they're, when they're say 25, 35, 45, and they're in the world, like what sort of crazy things are they gonna be voting for? What sort of crazy policies, because of what the world did to them, are they gonna be pushing for? I, don't, I actually don't know the answer. It would, be, it would be hard to imagine. And one of the people who led us to this crazy moment where young people would demand uh, that they have to wear things on their faces and that other people have to wear things on their faces and that we do it indefinitely. One of the guys who got us into that mess was Anthony Fauci. And here's Anthony Fauci, and you're not gonna believe it, guys. He's thinking about more shots. The potential future requirement for an additional boost or a fourth shot for mRNA or a third shot for J&J &J is being very carefully monitored in real time. And recommendations, if needed, will be updated according to the data as it evolves. First off, I don't even know what he means by requirement anymore. Required for what? Required by who? Like, I know you want endless power, dude, but I just can't imagine, and, and I get it. Like, I, I've chosen the, the idea set that I believe in. The idea set that you believe in is somewhat similar to mine. I can't imagine that anyone, I just can't imagine the mental state that someone would be in where they'd be watching Fauci two years after all of this nonsense started, being like, oh, he now wants me to get a fourth shot? That sounds right. The shot sure must work, because now I got to get a fourth one or a third one, a J&J, &J, et cetera, et cetera. But I want to throw it to the video again. Can we throw it to the video? Can we do a little B-roll here? What has happened? Where are his eyes? The man has lost his eyes. And what I think happened, I tweeted this out yesterday, it seems to me that his soul, whatever was left of his soul, has actually burst forth through his eye sockets and now what's happening is his eyelids are just covering the endless abyss that is him. There's nothing left in him anymore. You understand? He does it like this all the time, okay? I just, I can't imagine why people would listen to him. Listen, don't listen to me. 
I'm not a doctor. Listen to yourself, listen to your own doctor, listen to you know the people around you. But I just, for, okay, now four shots, five shots, six shots, 18 boosters, monthly boosters, buy seven boosters, get nine free. Like it's never going to stop with these crazy people. Let's talk about start mail for just a moment. You ever wonder how big tech knows so much about you? Well, I got three words for you. Free email services. When you click accept on those terms and conditions, you're giving that free email provider the go ahead to scan and analyze your email. Free email services are data hoarders. If you're done letting big tech make billions by selling your info, I suggest switching to Startmail. Startmail keeps your email private, period. Every email can be encrypted even if the recipient doesn't use encryption. When you delete an email in Startmail, it's gone forever, and Startmail uses their own servers, not Amazon's, which means they can't be put out of business. If you're already dropping big data hoarders like Facebook and jumping onto less censored platforms, then right now is the perfect time to switch to Startmail. Switching to Startmail is seamless too. You can easily transfer all your current email data so there's no starting from scratch. Startmail is backed by the most stringent privacy laws in the world. You get unlimited anonymous aliases, so when you're giving an email to a company but want to protect your identity, Startmail can generate a shareable alias email so people can't sell your info and they can be deleted at any time. I keep saying the way, to, the way forward is to build competitive businesses that support our privacy values, which is why I value the service Startmail provides. Your cybersecurity has never been more at risk. Email snoops and scammers are taking advantage of the pandemic as phishing has skyrocketed in the last year. Keep your private info private. With Startmail, sign up today and you'll get 50% off your first year. Go to startmail.com slash Ruben. That's startmail, S-T-A-R-T, mail.com slash Ruben for 50% off your first year. Startmail.com slash Ruben. And now back to me. I think it's hyaluronic acid. I think I did it right there. Did that sound right to you guys? Hyaluronic? Okay, I got it. Yeah, everybody? Okay. They love the hyaluronic acid around here. All right, so I do want to uh, talk about the, the other big story that sort of didn't become a big story because it kind of goes against the narrative and we had this whole Canada thing. And as I said at the top of the show, I kind of wanted to wait a couple days to see where this thing shook out, see how legit it might be. But really the big story of the last couple days is that uh, special counsel John Durham, who has been investigating uh, whether Trump had something to do with Russia or where some spying came from and did Hillary have anything to do with it. He dropped his report a couple days ago. So I'm going to read a bunch here from the Daily Wire. We tried to condense it in a way to just give you enough to get the bare bones facts out of this. And then we'll talk about it in just a sec. Uh, from the Daily Wire, special counsel John Durham, who is investigating the origins of the FBI's Trump-Russia probe, says in a new court filing that lawyers for the Clinton campaign paid a tech company to infiltrate servers belonging to Trump Tower and the Trump White House in an effort to establish a narrative linking President Donald Trump to Russia. The revelation was made in a court filing late last week that centered on potential conflicts of interest connected to the representation of former Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, who has been charged with allegedly lying to the FBI. The indictment against Sussman says he told then FBI general counsel James Baker in September of 2016, less than two months before the 2016 presidential election, that he was not doing work for any client when he requested and held a meeting in which he presented purported data 
and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert communications channel between the Trump Organization and Alpha Bank, which has ties to the Kremlin. But Durham's filing on February 11th in a section titled Factual Background reveals that Sussman had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients, including a tech executive uh, and a US-based internet company and the Clinton campaign. The filing says that during the summer of 2016, the tech executive worked with Sussman, an investigative firm retained by a law firm on behalf of the Clinton campaign and employees at tech companies to gather data. Okay, so let's just pause for one sec because I know that that's a lot and that's why these stories, even when they come out and it seems like something's there, people are just like, ah, it's too much to deal with tech companies and somebody called somebody and there was a lawyer and okay, what happened? The basic bones of it are that Durham now is alleging that they have evidence that the Clinton campaign in essence was spying on computers that were at Trump Tower uh, two months before the election. And then it sounds like it leaks into once Trump actually was president. So let's continue from the Daily Wire. President Joe Biden's campaign also hired the tech firm that former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton alleged allegedly hired to spy on former President Donald Trump and link him to Russia. The Biden campaign paid nearly $20,000 to a cybersecurity firm at the center of special counsel John Durham's investigation into the origins of the Trump-Russia probe. The campaign paid New Star Information Services in 2020 for accounting and compliance work, according to Federal Election Commission records. According to Durham, New Star's chief technology officer, Rodney Joff, accessed sensitive web traffic data that the company maintained on behalf of the White House Executive Office in order to collect derogatory information about Donald Trump. Uh, Jaffe allegedly provided the information to Hillary Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, who in turn gave it to the CIA during a meeting in February 2017. Durham charged Sussman in September with lying to the FBI about his investigation of Trump. As Ross noted in the report, the fact that Biden paid the same firm during the 2020 presidential election also raises questions uh, of whether or not the firm was paid for the same type of activity, namely whether Jaffe continued snooping on Trump in the most recent election. Okay, I get it. It's a lot, but I think you can sort of see it sounds like, it sounds like, and the Durham report will be analyzed. People are gonna continue looking at it. It's gonna be ignored by mainstream media. This is the type of thing where if we had a mainstream media that we could trust, and the Durham report was dropped, well, the mainstream media might cover it honestly and say, boy, you know, we actually have covered it because we're fair and impartial and we've debunked these, you know, 10 points here or we found, you know, three inconsistencies here, et cetera, et cetera. Instead, they're gonna ignore it because it kind of makes Hillary look a bit guilty. So I think you sort of see that in what we laid out right there. Uh, but the White House at the moment uh, is not, are we gonna go to the Hillary clip first? We'll go to, we'll go to Hillary clip first, all right. So first, we've got Hillary, who she was in New York City, and she got questioned about what was going on. Hillary, Laura Collins, Daily Mail. Did you pay to spy on the Trump campaign? What are you going to comment on the spying allegations, Hillary? Did you pay for to have them spied on? All right, so Hillary's not going to comment on that. I don't blame you, Hillary. That's just fine. Okay, but at least, you know, there is someone who is a journalist somewhere trying to get some information from somebody. That's 
pretty good, you know, for 2022. That's like bullet surprise stuff. Uh, now we've got two clips. This is Corinne Jean-Pierre uh, and Jen Psaki. You know Jen Psaki. She is the White House press secretary. Corinne Jean-Pierre is, is sort of her sidekick or when, when Psaki is out for the afternoon or has a headache or just can't go to work, whatever it is, she jumps in there. Uh, now they are actually being questioned about this and uh, surprise, surprise, they don't want to talk about it. This news about uh, the Durham investigation. Um, does the president have any concerns about a candidate for president uh, using computer experts to infiltrate computer systems um, of competing candidates or even the president-elect to you for the goal of creating a narrative? Is that something that... That's something I can't speak to from this podium, so I, I refer you to the Department of Justice. Is, is what was described in that report monitoring internet traffic, is, is that spying? Again, I can't speak to that report. You, I, I refer you to the Department of Justice. Generally speaking, that with monitoring internet traffic. Thank you, my answer is change. I refer you to the Department of Justice. I can't speak to that from here. There was an outside company with ties to the Clinton camp. Uh, monitoring server data info on the executive office of the president through the Obama administration, possibly into the Trump administration. Uh, do you know if there's still a system picking up server data on the EOP, and if not, when it stopped? Again, I, I know you asked my colleague a few questions about this the other day, uh, but I would point you any questions about this to the Department of Justice. And then is what was described in the, the filing there, monitoring internet traffic, is that, generally speaking, would that be considered something on the lines of spying. Again, I would point you to the Department of Justice. Go ahead. Okay, so obviously they're not gonna comment on this. It's interesting that they're referring people to the Department of Justice, because I guess if the Department of Justice starts getting asked questions about this, they might have to look into it, and they might find something that they might not like. So in essence, just to like, really like in the most simplest terms, so if you're sitting at dinner tonight and someone's asking you about this, or did you hear about that nonsensical report? In essence, the Durham report is saying that Hillary Clinton's campaign paid a firm to spy on the servers at Trump Tower when it was the office of the president-elect and then potentially into the administration. And what now links this to the current administration is that the Biden campaign used the same firm in 2020. So I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that I know exactly what this fully means and that Hillary was absolutely aware and everything else. But now do you see how when we had four years of the media running around saying that Trump was compromised by the Russians and he was a Russian spy or a Russian asset and that there were emails back and forth and blah, blah, blah. Do you think that maybe it had a little something to do with this? And does it seem a little bit weird that the Hillary Clinton campaign, whether she knew it or not, was paying a firm to spy on the president-elect? Are we allowed to do that here in the United States? Well, interestingly, Remember the orange man, the guy who's been banned from everything, the guy with the funny hair? Well, he was on uh, 60 Minutes a couple years ago when he was president uh, talking about uh, the fact that he was spied on and Leslie Stahl was not happy about it. So the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my well, campaign, there's Leslie. no real evidence of that. Of course there is, no. it's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? You know, this is 60 Minutes. And we can't put on things we can't no, verify. you won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on you. things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify that. It's been that. totally verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign, they got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. 
And you will see that, Leslie, and you know that, but you just don't want to no, put it on the air. No, as a matter of fact, I don't know that. Okay, so the Durham report is saying that Trump was right. Now again, if we had a trusted media, we would have legal experts, we'd have forensic experts looking into this and then hopefully presenting the report to us in a way that enough of us would be able to go, okay, it's either true or false or everything else. I haven't seen anyone, I've really tried, I really tried yesterday and this morning to look into people that were debunking the report. I have not seen anything that was sort of a clear debunking of the report. Mostly it's just like, ah, it's just, it's just bullshit. You know, it's just Trump conspiracy theory, blah, blah, blah. The usual, the usual nonsense. Well, now that this has come out, uh, Trump, he's diving back in. Here's what he had to say. He said the latest pleading from special counsel John Durham provides indisputable evidence that my campaign and presidency were spied on by operatives paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign in an effort to, to develop a completely fabricated connection to Russia. This is a scandal far greater in scope and magnitude than Watergate and those who were involved in and knew about this spying operation should be subject to criminal prosecution. In a stronger period of time in our country, this crime would have been punishable by death. In addition, reparations should be paid to those in our country who have been damaged by this. Okay, so let me just, uh, for just a second, Trump is Trump. Okay, so I'm, uh, should people be punished by death? Should we be talking about reparations? Okay, let's just put that aside for just a second. Um, but what he, what he is basically saying is, hey, you know, uh, we're supposed to have free and fair elections here, and I was elected, and when I was on the way to be elected, because we got those few months before, you know, between the election and between, uh, well, election and when I was sworn in, they were spying on me. That is exactly what Durham is laying out. He is saying that the campaign, the Hillary campaign, paid this firm to do that, and then flash forward four years, that the Biden campaign worked with this same firm. We do need to know about this, right? Like, we honestly do need to know about this. Whether you fully believe it, whether that was sort of the, the genesis of how the media then decided to run around for four years calling, you know, Trump a Russian spy and all that stuff or not. It's like we do need to know what happened here because otherwise, how can we ever have a transfer of power that's going to make sense, right? Like are campaigns allowed to just spy on each other, set up, you know, software on servers and all of those things? Now, again, I keep bringing this back to the fact that we don't have an honest media to analyze this so that we'll be able to get to some kind of consensus on this. I'm just doing the best I can to read the information and convey it to you in an understandable way. Uh, well, then there's this clown, uh, Jimmy Kimmel. You guys all know this Jimmy Kimmel guy. And the only reason I even bring up this clip is because he's talking about the Durham story. And unfortunately, because our media is so dead, brain dead and just awful, Plenty of people seemingly get their news from these late night hosts. Not that their ratings are so great, but people do watch them for news because they have all become activists. Like they do politics all night long. So here's what Jimmy Kimmel has, has to say about the Durham story. Meanwhile, Trump's terrible kids are making the rounds, desperately trying to protect the golden goose. Last night, Eric took time out of his busy schedule to promote this made up Hillary Clinton spying case that are now pumping into the Fox News viewers' soft oatmeal-like brain. The Fox News viewers' soft oatmeal-like brains. I mean, he's saying that to his audience, who I'm fairly certain are all gonna say the R word. They've told me not to say the R word. Uh, they're, they're not bright people that are watching Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel is also a big blackface enthusiast. There's Jimmy Kimmel in blackface. There he is, pretending he's Carl Malone. Yeah, and he talks in third person and makes fun of the way that Carl 
Malone talks. And it's not just Jimmy Kimmel in blackface. There's his, do we have his girl? Yeah, there's his ex-girlfriend. There's Sarah Silverman in blackface. That's weird, being a blackface guy and dating a blackface girl and, you know, mocking other people for having soft oatmeal-like brains. You obvious racist person. You must be by your own rules. You're an evil racist and, and should be banned and censored and all of those things, right? That's how we play this game. Uh, but not making about Jimmy Kimmel's blackface. Um, you know, he goes after Trump's kids there. I, I just want to say, you know, I, I've become pretty good friends with Don Jr. specifically. He is a good guy. He is a good family man. He loves his kids. Um, he, he is a decent guy fighting for what he believes in. I, I just have no doubt that he's a better person than Jimmy Kimmel. I just have no doubt. Like, it's not even close. Um, I, I know Eric a tiny bit. I, I met Ivanka once. Like, they, they, they are basically good people. Okay, I can't sit here and tell you I know every little thing about them, but just the way he dismisses them. You know, it's funny, like, they're not crack addicts. Joe Biden has a crack addict son, if you want to talk about presidents and former presidents and their children. I don't necessarily blame Joe Biden for his crack addict son, but, you know, we're not allowed to talk about that, right? Like, when that story was breaking during the election, that's when New York Post got banned from Twitter, and we, if you posted the story anywhere, uh, you were going to get banned from Facebook and everywhere else. So uh, I don't like Jimmy Kimmel very much. Not a good guy. Not a fan of the Jimmy Kimmel. And speaking of people I'm not a fan of, uh, let's finish up with what's going on in Canada because obviously this story is not going anywhere. And I think one of the things that Justin Trudeau is really going to prey on right now is that the media will just move on. The worldwide media, which has basically ignored what's happening up there or when they do cover it, we've shown you some of the stuff from CNN and MSNBC. They basically mock the people who are protesting peacefully and fighting for their rights in an honest way, the way you're supposed to do it in a free society. I think Trudeau, now that he's ramped up all of these emergency powers, he's hoping that you know some other stories will happen. Maybe, maybe we could get a war in Ukraine or something and people will stop paying attention. Um, but it is ramping up in Canada. That is the simple truth. They are literally, I saw a video this morning, they are, have police going out in Ottawa, handing out flyers to people saying that you will be arrested or fined if you're out on the streets right now. We covered already uh, this insanity related to how they will look into the people who donated to some of the crowdfunding that was supporting the truckers. I mean, it's really nuts stuff. And now here is one of Justin Trudeau's ministers talking about how they will target Trump supporters. What? Look, you've just compared people who may have donated to this to the, the same people who are funding maybe a terrorist. I just want to be clear here, sir. This is really important. A lot of folks say, look, I just don't like your vaccine mandates and I donated to this. Now it's illegal. Should I be worried that the bank can freeze my account? What's your answer to that? Well, if, I think if you if you are a member uh, of, you know, a, a pro-Trump movement who's donating hundreds of thousands of dollars and millions of dollars to this kind of thing, then you ought to be worried. Did you catch that? Did you catch that? These are bad people. We live in a time where the people who pretend to be the good people are the bad people. Um, you're allowed to do with your money what you see fit. Most of the people, first off, what's he talking about? The people, if you're a member of a Trump movement who donated hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars, what is he talking about? This was all completely grassroots. Now, there may be somebody who was a big Trump supporter who donated a bunch of money, but there, we know that there were thousands and thousands of people who were throwing in 25 bucks, 50 bucks just to support these people not to support violence, not to support racism, just to support people's right to fight for what they believe in and do it peacefully. And that's exactly what they were doing. And now, and now Trudeau and this clown, these are the people that are escalating this nonsense. Uh, but the way they link it, you see what they're doing? They're linking it to something having to do with Trump. And they're gonna somehow try to link it so that the people who are the truckers, 
that they're the racists and that's sort of like the racists that support Trump and January 6th insurrection and trucker insurrection. Like you can see how the machine morphs. Ah, it's evil, but I admire its evil. I don't admire its evil. I admire the way it does it. Like the disgusting way it does it right in front of our faces and we always have to react to it. Like you gotta give the devil his due on that, right? This thing is evil, it does it right in front of us. But finally, what might be happening up in Canada is that their conservative party, which basically has been a liberal party. They've, they've got a liberal party and a conservative party. They're very, very similar. They also have the People's Party of Canada, which is sort of their libertarian party led by Maxime Bernier, who uh, I just taped an interview with, we're gonna put up tomorrow. That's sort of the more real libertarian, like government get out of my way party. But in essence, they've had this liberal party that Trudeau is the head of, and they have the conservative party. They don't have much difference. The conservative party pretty much just bows to the liberal party. Um, but finally, it does seem that the conservative party might be getting some balls. They might just be ready to stand up to this guy. I, we've mentioned how a couple of the premiers in some of the provinces, they are not going to listen to Trudeau. They're, they're pushing against uh, these emergency powers. Well, yesterday, a Jewish conservative, and you'll see why I mentioned that she's Jewish, a Jewish conservative member of parliament uh, started going after Trudeau and just listen, just listen to the way he dismissed her. Hopeful vision for public life isn't a naive dream. It could be a powerful force for change. If Canadians are to trust their government, their government needs to trust Canadians. Those are the words of the prime minister in 2015. These people, very often misogynistic, racist, women haters, science deniers, the fringe. Same prime minister six years later as he fans the flames of an unjustified national emergency. So, Mr. Speaker, when did the prime minister lose his way? When did it happen? Right, honorable prime minister. Mr. Speaker, Conservative Party members can stand with people who wave swastikas. They can stand with people who wave uh, the Confederate flag. We will choose to stand with Canadians who deserve to be able to get to their jobs, who be able to get their lives back. These illegal protests need to stop, and they will, Mr. Speaker. Justin Trudeau is an evil, soulless lizard person. There is nothing real about that cardboard cutout of a human being. She's using his words against him. Now, she happens to be Jewish. From what I understand, she lost uh, family members in the Holocaust, okay? And then he dares say that, oh, you stand with people who wave swastikas and, and stand for the Confederate flag, which, by the way, where are all the videos on that? Can we get some of them? I'll play them. Phoenix, I want you to do a dive tomorrow like you've never done before. I want every single swastika, every single Confederate flag, every single mean sign. I'm a mean man and I'm out here protesting for freedom with the truckers. Supposedly there was one and it is very unclear whether it was planted or not. And one bad apple doesn't ruin the bunch. There have been thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of protesters out there. But all Trudeau has is you guys are racist. You guys are Nazis. You're homophobes and transphobes and Islamophobes and phobiaphobes and enough is enough. So finally, finally, the conservative party and their leader of the conservative party, we've played some clips of her, Candace Bergen, not Candace Bergen, American TV star Candace Bergen from Murphy Brown, a different Candace Bergen, but it would be funny if it was her, uh, a different Candace Bergen, like they're actually kind of lining up and they're saying, we are going to fight this insanity, but Trudeau's got nothing now. 
And what, what happens? What happens to someone who has no principles? What happens to someone who comes in preaching rainbows and diversity and all of that nonsense when, when they have painted themselves into a corner? Because he did this to himself. It did not have to be this way. As I said at the top of the show, there were a couple day window there. There was a window where he could have said, hey, you know what, we've heard you guys, we're gonna scale back some of this stuff. And as we scale back some of this stuff, why don't you guys go home and we'll talk and we'll negotiate and all that stuff. That was the hope. That was the hope, right? I played that video of Jordan Peterson uh, to you guys. And it's like, that's what Jordan was saying. Hey, you guys got some wins here. So now let's everybody cool off and let's see where it all goes. But literally about three hours after that, uh, Trudeau went in with this emergency power nonsense. So it's like, look at him now. All you got, man, is yeah, you guys stand up with the Nazis. And it's like, it's pure bullshit. Everyone sees it. And don't lose your nerve, Canadians. I, I can only imagine, and I know a few, I have a few friends, I have a bunch of friends actually in Canada, uh, but I've talked to Gad Sad, I've talked to Jordan Peterson, uh, I've talked to Chris Pavlovsky from Rumble, I've talked to a whole bunch of people. And, and you know, it's not fun to live in a country where you feel like your bank account could be shut off, right? Where you feel like your livelihood could be destroyed or the police might show up at your door or you can't protest. But maybe this is a test run, right? For everything else that we've seen in the world over these last couple of years. Like, can they just get Canada to fall? Can they just get good Canadians to just give up? Like, like the world was starting to be saved by good Canadians and can they just crush them now? And will we just watch as they crush them? The jury's out on that, right? Like we can do the best we can to, to shine light on this. But if you're, if you're just like a decent, good human, it's not fun to be like, I have to fight my government today. You know, it's not fun to be like, oh, I wanna buy something on Amazon and then be like purchase denied because they closed your bank account because you donated $50 to a trucker who didn't want a mandate to say whether he had to wear a mask or not. But this is where we need brave people. And I don't know that we have as many brave people as we had say a generation or two ago, right? my two grandfathers who fought in World War II. I have no doubt that you guys all have those stories as well. Um, we need brave people to step up, which is a kind of funny thing because uh, who's stepping up right now? Who's stepping up? It's, it's that pillow guy, yeah. Mike Lindell, remember the pillow guy? He, he's banned from like every store because he supported Trump and they took his pillows out of Bed Bath & Beyond and Kohl's or wherever else you sell pillows. Well, the pillow guy's trying to help. We've got some info here from Business Insider. Uh, the MyPillow CEO and Trump acolyte, Mike Lindell, said he plans to drop pillows to truckers in the Canadian Freedom Convoy after his overland shipments were delayed. Lindell told the Daily Beast that he had since chartered a helicopter and planned to jettison the pillows over the truckers using little parachutes on Thursday. We need to get the MyPillows to the people, he told the outlet. I mean, here's where we're at, people. We've got a pillow guy who's trying to send pillows to truckers in Canada. They're stopping the pillows from getting into Canada. Now you've got the pillow guy. He's gonna send helicopters to drop pillows with little parachutes so that the truckers can rest in the middle of their peaceful protest as their psychotic prime minister tries to arrest them. This is a fine mess you've gotten us into. Let's do a couple locals comments before we shut it down for the day. Uh, Gene says, uh, freedom lets you stand on the edge of the Grand Canyon and choose not to jump. They think they have to be restrained in order not to jump. Ooh, that's good. That's good. Gene, that might be the comment of the day already. 
Uh, Anne says, instead, Forbes is going to give Hillary a Lifetime Achievement Award. I mean, this is one of those things. It really is one of those things. What do I always say about the mainstream media? It's like, you guys don't have to be great. But all I would request is that you not be completely horrible. Like, I would love, I really mean this, Jake Tapper, if you're watching the show, or Brian Stelter, or someone at the New York Times. Like, if you guys honestly cover the Durham report tomorrow and really do a great expose on it, a six-minute expose, saying, well, actually, they did lie about this, and this is all nonsense, and no, they never hired this firm to spy on the servers, and blah, blah, blah. I will play the whole thing. You know what? I, I, not only will I play it, I won't even, I'll just play it straight up. I won't even add a single bit of commentary. I will not show up to intro it or outro it. I'll just relay it. I'll just mirror it on this channel. If you guys can honestly break this thing down and say it's all bullshit, I suspect that you won't. But I wish that you would, if it really was. I really do, okay? I enjoyed the show today. How, how do you guys feel? Yeah, it was great. Said it was great. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. All right. Uh, join me at rubenreport.locals.com, everybody. That's where I communicate with, uh, with all you guys directly. Uh, as I said, my interview, it's a mini interview, about a 20-minute interview with Maxine Bernier, catching you up to speed on everything going on in Toronto and Canada and Ottawa, the whole place. Uh, we'll be up tomorrow afternoon. And uh, we got a Q&A for you tomorrow. If you want to get your questions in, you can do that right this very moment at rubenreport.locals.com. Have a great day, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Ruben Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubenreport.locals.com.